Free Talk Live. You can join us here and you can bring up whatever you want to talk about. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Lots of gun control-related stuff in the news to talk about tonight, including what's happening in Canada. Gun control is very important. you got to keep that muzzle pointed away from people. you got to keep your trigger off the finger or your finger off the trigger. I don't think yeah. that's what they're talking about in this case, but you're absolutely right. For those who do uh, uh, own and uh, possess firearms, you absolutely need to follow the the basic rules. Yeah, I saw, saw a story yeah. recently about a kid who found a firearm in a park or something, and he was able to take it to the teacher, and no one got hurt because he knew how to handle firearms. Good. Wow. I, I wouldn't have given it to a teacher. They're notoriously yeah. panicky around <laughs> firearms. and I don't know. I always figure that if somebody assumes that if somebody has a gun, they'll use it, they'll proje- they're projecting. And if you give that person a gun, they'll use it. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah, I've spent most of my life owning guns. I haven't had one for like the last year and a half or so. But through, right. be, beyond that, you know, and mm-hmm. I've never shot anyone. Yeah, I walked around with a three fifty seven on my hip for, uh, well, I concealed for uh, before I moved to New Hampshire, but then I walked around with it on my hip for uh, for six years or something. Until and, they gave you a felony for yeah, selling yeah. weed. And now we're all on bail conditions, so we can't have any guns. So we're, we, we get to talk from the outside here and look on, on, uh, on the news and, and comment. What in the world? Is that you, nobody? With the... The klaxon going off there? I don't know what it was. I think that's you, nobody. But I intend to find out. Uh, So anyway, 603-283-6160 is the number here. The big news that's getting shared around right now is coming out of Canada, where according to the Globe and Mail and various other sources, the uh, government gang there in Canada is now, quote-unquote, freezing the import, purchase, selling, or transfer of handguns nationwide all the more reason to get out of canada well it makes sense for them though because they are forming a police state and if you're going to have a police state you don't want armed people because armed people can fight back now apparently they're not going around and confiscating guns yet but this is probably a first step of many time Uh, The government gang says they will also be removing gun licenses from people involved in acts of domestic violence or criminal harassment, such as stalking. The liberals plan to fight gun smuggling, they say, and trafficking by increasing criminal penalties, providing more tools to investigate firearms crimes and strengthening border measures. How bad is gun smuggling into Canada anyway? I I can't imagine that's much of an issue for them, right? Uh, I have no clue. I, know, I don't know. There's probably some coming in from New Hampshire. To Canada, though? <laughs> Where there's demand, uh, product will flow. I guess. It just seems likelier that you know New Hampshire would be receiving them from Canada. Hey, yeah, bring us your guns. We want them. Instead yeah, of the well, other way around. The thing is, if if you have a place where everybody is disarmed, that's a perfect place to commit crimes. And so there's going to be a lot of call for illegal guns. True. The bill would create a red flag law allowing courts to require that police considered a danger to themselves or others surrender their firearms to the police. The government says 
It would guard. See, you know my issue with, sorry to interrupt, but you sure. know my issue with red flag laws? Uh, hmm. We dealt with these a lot in Mississippi. They wanted to, I don't remember exactly what they want to do, but they don't realize that this is going to prevent trans people from owning guns. Because so many people make the argument that, you know, trans people are mentally ill or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a red flag. And especially in these conservative states that want to do these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. These red flag laws, you have to avoid them from the beginning. Don't even open that Pandora's box. And trans people have a special need to defend themselves because, like it or not, they are more likely to be subject to assault um, and they're more likely to need to uh, to defend themselves. So what brought this to my attention was I saw a clip of Justin Trudeau, the prime minister, the main guy Scumbag. there. Total douche. Uh Talking as though this was already a done deal, and according to this story here, it looks like it's a bill, but I guess the suggestion is that they probably believe they have enough people to pass said bill. Uh, Liberals say they will require long gun magazines to be permanently altered so they can never hold more than five rounds. Isn't it weird that Canada is reacting to shootings that happen in the United States? Well, you can say that that's what this is, but Canada has been cracking down on the freedom of their people consistently over time, just as every state everywhere has. I mean, I think mostly Canada is reacting to Trudeau's feelings of inferiority because Canada isn't China you know, they don't have 25 million people locked up for no reason. Well, they tried. I mean, Canada was the most restrictive place in North America when it mm. came to the COVID restrictions. They they still, I believe, have restrictions as far as air travel uh, is concerned. Uh, uh, yeah, they have still to be do. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it was really bad there. And until actually, the across the border at all. So oddly yes. enough... If you're not vaccinated, they won't let you leave. You're a prisoner in Canada of where your you own think country. they'd yep. want to get rid of you. Yep, that's right. You can't leave Canada? Not not a- see, I would have assumed that it was the the country that you were trying to go to. Their, their vaccination requirements were the ones you that mattered. You would be able to get on a plane. Um, you may be able, uh, I don't know about crossing the border into the U.S. I know that commercial traffic was restricted. I don't know mm-hmm. if all traffic uh, was restricted in the U.S., Oh, this was the point of the the protest that the truckers did, right? That was one of the it things that the truckers did. Yeah, they they clogged up the, uh, the the border crossings, and it was because they were being told you they had to be vaccinated Correct. if they wanted to ship into the United States yeah. and all of that. Okay, uh, so the regulations here again are going to. This is a pretty big one that that any quote unquote long gun. So the initial things we were talking about are restricting uh, restricting the transfer, the sale, uh, the purchase, sell, selling, etc. of uh, importing handguns. So they're specifically targeting handguns. But then later, they talk about how magazines must be permanently altered for long guns. So rifles uh, will need to have their magazines altered under this new law to never hold more than five rounds. And if you don't, then... Because presumably- they never send less than six cops. <laughs> <laughs> They will also be banning the sale and the transfer of large-capacity magazines under the criminal code. So, I mean, this is a pretty serious set of regulations and, and laws. Uh, they say that they are—it uh, sounds like they're planning on moving on this very quickly, but I, I don't know what the, the exact timetable is. It says here, the number of registered handguns increased— 
by 71 percent between 2010 and 2020 in Canada. Good for Canada. Reaching about 1.1 million of them. Those are the ones that are registered. Well, it's it's time to fight back while you still can. According to federal statistics, handguns were the most serious weapon present at the majority of firearm-related violent crimes between 2009 and 2020. Legislation tabled Monday builds on previous federal steps. Two years ago, the government announced a ban on over 1,500 models and variants of what it considers assault-type firearms, and the Liberals plan to introduce a buyback program to offer compensation to affected owners and businesses. And we had heard about How the, do you compensate somebody for taking away a, a, an inalienable human right to defend themselves? There is no con- yeah, there is no compensation for that. And we heard about that firearm restriction uh the, the where they banned a ton of models that came out at least that we found out during the trucker protest. So this is the next step after them accomplishing that crackdown is to go after handguns. If you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. Aria, of course, you talked about uh, a, a solution for some of these folks in Canada. If you are a gun owner, if you really appreciate that freedom, all you have to do is cross the border into New Hampshire and find somebody to fall in love with and marry, and you should be good to go. I mean, I, I'm not an immigration attorney, but I, I'm pretty sure that's a that's one of the easier ways to become a U.S. citizen is if you actually marry somebody here in, in well, the U.S. Well, as... As a felon, I could definitely use a wife who can keep and bear arms. So, there you go. Uh, you know, give me a call. Have your people call my people. Would we'll you accept lunch. a man? Huh? Would you accept a man? I uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, gay marriage is a thing here in New Hampshire. Uh, it was the uh, one of the states that was, I think, it was the first state to actually pass it with legislative measures instead of doing ballot measures. I think New State, uh, New Hampshire, was the first to do that. Uh, there's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Whether you want to comment on the coming and current crackdown in Canada on guns, going after rifles, now they're going after handguns, they're going after magazines, they're going to restrict, apparently, uh, presuming this bill passes and they're acting like it's going to, uh, restrict magazines of long guns, they call them. Uh, to no more than five rounds. Here in the studio tonight, by the way, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria. Also, Bitcoin.com, great place to go and uh, start learning about cryptocurrency. You can go to Bitcoin.com and click Get Started right there at the top of the page. And they will give you some introductory videos. And you can watch those. By the way, Bitcoin shot up a little bit today. I think it was up like 10%. Well, that's good news. Uh, today, so crossed $31,000 for uh, the original Bitcoin BTC. And uh, will it stay there? Or is this what they call a dead cat bounce? And it's going to go down even further from here. Who knows? Only time a will tell. A dead cat bounce? Yeah. 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 I've never heard the term before. Yeah, it's evocative, isn't it? Though? That really calls up an image. I mean, they, I would imagine they don't bounce very much. Is that is that the idea here? I, I don't know. It's just that somebody named the charts when they, you know, it, 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 it bounces goes and then down, it thuds then again, it goes back up and then it thuds again. Yeah, Do exactly. dead cats land on her feet? Ooh, good question. I've never I'm thinking had the not. Opportunity to test that one. 
Uh, Bitcoin.com, you can click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can learn the basics there. Because whether or not you want to get into it now or later, or do what they call dollar cost averaging, and buy a little bit every week or every two weeks over time, and that way you don't have to worry about what the price is, you just constantly accumulate more of it, uh, you can certainly learn about how cryptocurrency works over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. So uh, we started out with this story out of Canada where they're going to be cracking down on guns. And, I mean, it seems like it's a done deal. They've already been targeting, quote-unquote, assault rifles. Now they're going after pistols. And we just touched on the idea of possibly migrating to New Hampshire. Now, obviously, it's harder for somebody internationally to move to New Hampshire. It's easy if you're in the United States. You just pick up. Grab a Greyhound, pack up a, you know, or fly over or pack up a moving truck, whatever. It depends on how much stuff you have. Uh, hopefully you'll sell some of it before you get here because it makes it easier. Travel lightly. Yeah. And then uh, you come on up here and you find a place to stay and there's usually plenty of options. And you, uh, you know, you get c- plugged in with the community here. You don't have to ask anyone's permission to do that usually. But when it comes to being an international migrant, it gets a little bit trickier. Does it for Canada? I can't imagine the U.S. government is in too much of a hurry to round up and export the Canadians, right? Well, they're harder to detect, I imagine, just by looking at them. Ah, true. Uh, but that said... You have you to know, listen for them to say A and, and stuff like that. the border was... I mean, at least when I was growing up in Detroit, crossing the border to Canada was trivial and crossing the border back. It's not the same way uh, today as it was when you were growing up. Yeah, th- it changed yeah. after 9-11, did oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's gotten worse progressively, I think, since progressively? since that time. Yes. Yeah. Or regressively. It seems crazy to me prefer. that, I, I mean, bill restrictions notwithstanding, it seems crazy to me that I can't just drive north for like three hours and be in Canada. No. Nope. Right? Mm-hmm. It, so, well, you can. Um, you just have to be very... Very careful not to cross the border where there are thugs. Well, it would be difficult. I imagine they have one anywhere. There's an, a vehicle, I mean, a road that can accommodate they a do. vehicle, right? Yeah. So I'd have to, like, park my car and walk across the border. Yeah, sneak I used over to there. know a, a mm. marijuana dealer who uh, would backpack across the border. She would go up to Canada and get uh, what they call BC buds back then. It was higher quality than you would typically find in the United States at that time, we're, we're talking about like 25 years ago at this point. But was that from? Uh, Br- I wanted I wanted to say British Canadia, but well, that's British they, Columbia. That's what they say, but who knows where it was actually grown? It, that yeah. was just the street name for it. And she'd like load up a backpack full of uh, vacuum sealed bags of marijuana and hike across the border with it and hope nice. to not get caught. Long tradition. Back in the day, they used to uh, wait for the Detroit River to freeze. Oh, wow. And uh, this was before it was so, uh, I don't think it freezes anymore. It's pretty chemically hmm. uh, chemically Altered. treated these days. But uh, they would wait for the Detroit River to freeze, and then the uh, bootleggers uh, during Prohibition would drive across wow. the Detroit River and, uh, awesome. and get themselves truckloads of booze. I mean, whatever works. Yeah, so it's a lot harder now, but... We've got a great community of freedom-loving people. That's the that's the difference with New Hampshire's. You're coming to a place where, that has thousands of like-minded. If you're a libertarian, if you're a liberty-minded person, if you're just like a conservative who likes guns, well, you know, we don't really care if you come here or not. But uh, go to Texas. Yeah, Texas would love to have you. Uh, but liberty-minded people, voluntarists, liberty-loving anarchists, you are not 
likely going to find anything like this in Canada. I know there is like a Free State Project copycat that started up. I think it's Nova Scotia. Hmm. I think it would make so much more sense that those people would just bite the bullet and move to New Hampshire. Yeah. Right. Instead of diffusing us into, you know, 60, 70 different identical free state projects or free state countries or whatever it is we're trying to do. You know, if you're trying to do something completely different, like a ZA or one of these little freedom kingdoms or whatever they're called, special economic zones, Mm -hmm. I understand that. But if you're just trying to mimic the free state project, then just join the free state project. Especially if you are female. I mean, any female libertarian who moves to New Hampshire basically has her pick of the of, thousands of, the, of libertarian often males. the like mm. not desirable though what do you mean the not de- undesirable libertarian males yeah she would have her pick though well i mean of i said often i said you. often some of them are i mean desirable there's way more males than there are females is the point i'm there making are, yeah uh so of those who are not hooked up with somebody already uh then you've got a lot of options so keep that in mind and, uh, you know, there's a lot of gay guys here in New Hampshire as well. It's like it's a, a striking surprising number, number of yeah. gay people. Striking. Well, number. I figure if if you understand basic economics or you understand the need for <laughs> self-defense and you're gay, you're not going to become Republican, probably, because, mm, right. you know, like there you. are log cabin re- Republicans. But who wants to join a party that hates you? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> So anyway, check out uh, the Free State Project, and you know if you want to come visit, of course, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is right around the corner at this point. We're like three weeks away from that, uh, so head on over to the Free State Project's website, Porkfest, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. You can learn more about their event. It's sold out, but you know if you're uh, persuasive, you can probably figure out a way. I think they're selling tickets on the secondary market, so there are like... You know, other tickets. I have a for ticket sale. we could give away there are to a listener. Fest, uh, ticket scalpers now. There are, yeah. There were people who knew that this was likely to sell out because last year sold out for the mm-hmm. first time ever, and so a bunch of people bought extra tickets that they knew they wouldn't need early on last year, and they're now selling them. Wow. Yeah. So if you go to porkfest.com, you can learn about that. Forkfest, of course, is also coming up. Uh, that's the week after. The Porcupine Freedom Festival, you can go to forkfest.party and learn more about that event. It's happening June 27th through July 3rd at the same location in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. And there's rumor, by the way, that a free stater is looking to buy a different one, not Mark, who was looking several years ago to buy Rogers Campground, but a different free stater is in talks to purchase Rogers Campground. That would be a beautiful thing. I hope so. June 27th through July 3rd. We'll look forward to seeing you there because Free Talk Live will be broadcasting for both of those weeks. At least that's our plan. Forkfest.party. You can go and learn more about the event there. That's Forkfest.party. More coming up here. We'll talk about more gun control crap. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Talk Live. Join us right here. Bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. The 
603-283-6160. Ian, nobody and Aria in the studio tonight. Uh, Aria's got a story coming up out of Florida about a Florida boy. Yeah, you know, Florida's always floated as this alternative to New Hampshire, an, an alternative to the Free State Project or a competitor in, in terms of liberty or whatever. And, you know, New Hampshire has its up and downs, as does mm-hmm. Florida. Sure. But I can't imagine too many New Hampshire police are running around arresting 10-year-olds. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I have not heard of that story. Uh, We're going to get into the details on that on the way here. Uh, But yeah, it's it's actually kind of frustrating to see all the Florida pimping going on out there. And it's there's a lot of it, actually. There are a lot of Florida hookers. Well, (laughs) uh, I'm talking about from the libertarians who are trying to market Florida as though it's some sort of a liberty destination. And they're even calling it the free state of Florida. And this is all because DeSantis was like right on like one issue and that was not locking down or masks. Yeah, that's it. And he was he wasn't even fully right. He was just right ish. I mean, imagine being a libertarian and actually getting excited by a politician. Who's a Republican or a Democrat? I can't imagine just, getting excited. I, I watched well, some of the libertarian I've excited about some Democrats or Republicans, but they were anarchists. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking yeah. about like the, the true part. I'm not talking about Ron Paul. Okay, I mean, I'm talking yeah. about people like you know, a governor. Like we don't have any right. anarchist governor types. Right, true. that would be We've awesome. We've got some though. anarchists who ran as uh, Republicans and Democrats in the legislature in New Hampshire so, specifically. Yeah. I don't think you can find a single one of them in Florida. In no. fact, I asked one of these Florida uh, pushers just within the last 24 hours. They were they were high off their Libertarian Party National Convention. High off of that? Uh, thing. Oh, yeah. People are very excited about what happened with the Libertarian Party over this uh, this past week. And we can talk about that, too, if, if you want to. I think it's uh, worth laughing about that, that anyone could be... What happened that anyone was excited about? Did I, did I miss something? It because was it a looked- total takeover by what is called the Mises Caucus, a group of what are ostensibly more principled people... Uh, although we might not agree with them on every single point. Uh, well, uh, they, what effect do these cheerleaders for the Mises Caucus think this is going to have? Um, well, maybe it will return. I think the best case scenario is the Libertarian Party returns to actually having principled messaging, which they did at one time in the past. It's that's going to be a time. result of the candidates, though. I think it will have principled messaging on most issues. The exception will probably be immigration. Oh, Really? Um, yeah, I would, I would not be surprised if that was the case. My understanding is that, uh, the Mises caucus tends to be, uh, border lovers, which is funny because they're also ostensibly anarchists and, you that's know, frustrating if there that's wouldn't true. be anybody to enforce the borders the, under anarchy. So. The Mises Caucus is a broad concept. I remember when Michael Heiss, I don't remember how his last name is, H-E-I-S-E. I, right. yeah. I remember when he first formed it, I, I was excited, but I was you know one of the initial 200-ish people that he had. And it was just a Facebook group then. Mm. But then, sure enough, the, the borderitarianism started coming up and... The very, very light racism from some of the members, not all of them by any means, not so ever. It's not to say the Mises Caucus is racist or anything like that, but there was some light yeah. racism floated by some of its members, and that was being used to justify the Bordertarianism. Hmm. That was when I was like, yeah, I want nothing to do with this. I'm out. I love the idea yeah. of, you know, having a caucus within the Libertarian Party that's motivated by economic concerns and things like that, but... 
that's only partially what the Mises Caucus was from the very beginning. And now you've got people in it like Jeremy Kaufman and stuff like that. And it, it just seems to who, you know, he's obviously, yeah, he's not a racist or a bigot or any of this no, other I, stuff. I, and, I, don't, I didn't catch any racism or bigotry from any of the Mises people here in New Hampshire. My no, understanding is Maj Tahur is part of that uh, group. So they do have the Black Guns Matter activists yeah. from Philadelphia, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and he's always struck me as good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he would be involved with racists, considering yeah. you know yeah. they wouldn't like him very much. And I will say this: um, you know, I did watch some uh, a fair amount of the convention, the the S show, if you will, over the weekend. And it always is an S show. It's not. It wasn't an S show just this year. It's every every. Time. I had it on, but I was playing video games through it, so I mm-hmm. didn't have to like. I can imagine these poor souls who were like trapped there. Oh god, and, it's and absolutely horrible. Yeah, um, I can't. I would never want to actually attend uh, one of those things. But it is kind of entertaining. Have a blast. I probably wouldn't, you know, spend a lot of time in the convention itself. But well, that's what I mean. I'd was, spend that's a lot of time part. schmoozing people in the hallway of the yeah, hotel. Yeah, if you were working the halls or something, if you had a table outside, yeah. it wouldn't be so bad. I mean, what amuses me? Pork Fest and Liberty Forum and yeah. everything else. I almost never go to the speeches. But what I wanted to point out was there was some controversy over the Mises Caucus changing some of the platform, and uh, nothing was changed regarding immigration. So at least not that I. Uh, I was aware of. So I don't think that that came up. I don't think that that was an issue. It wasn't a controversy uh, in this case. The most controversial thing was they removed the plank that said we condemn bigotry. No, Um, they replaced it. They well, yes. They then it was then replaced with a uh, with one written by Spike Cohen that basically said. Uh, we support the rights of all people. Yes. So, you know, in, I thought it was to fine. some extent, that's an improvement yeah. because, you know, condemning thoughts and feelings isn't really the purpose of a political party. Yeah, I thought the replacement text that they had for that was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, if anybody cares, we can pull it up. But if you, they haven't actually updated their website yet. So whatever's on the Libertarian Party website today is still the old platform, mm-hmm. the old language. Right. It may take them a week or two. I don't know how long. Uh, first, got to get the keys from the old guard and then take it over and then, then update it. But the other, the one that was most controversial was that they, there were two of them. So there was the one that you were talking about with the bigotry. And then there was, they eliminated the, the abortion plank entirely. Which is fine because they didn't really say anything in the first place except, oh, okay, we don't think the government should really be involved in this, which, you know, is the pro-choice position. That's the but libertarian a lot of, position. Yeah, but a lot of pro-life people felt uncomfortable with that because they don't understand that pro-choice doesn't mean pro-abortion. It well, just means I respect an individual's right to choose. If an, indi- if an individual decides they don't want to get an abortion, they think it's immoral, hey, I respect that decision. Well, the, but the concern, I think, on the other side is if you take that plank out, then are we going to see people who are uh, pro-lifers who want to use the state join the We already the have those in the Libertarian Party, yeah. so that won't change anything. Um, There's plenty of pro-lifers who are libertarians here in New Hampshire. Well, regardless, it's all changing out the deck chairs of the Titanic. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the Mises Caucus, they did do a, a total sweep. Like, they won every single seat. They were talking about going in and, and doing this, and they, they succeeded 100%. They literally took over the entire party. So it is going to be interesting. I will say this. I mean, congrats on electing the turd sandwich, guys. Well, uh, 
I mean, they seem like they're pretty principled, and if and if it does result in the messaging from the party being principled, it'll be like the first time in almost twenty years that that's been the case. I don't they think they got so. Ron Paul to the convention. That they did it, that impressed. When's the last me. time that happened? Yeah, uh, I mean, we tried after two thousand and eight and after twenty twelve. So yeah. I guess if the Mises takeover was what it took. To get Ron Paul there, then maybe and I technically, can't complain. Ron Paul spoke at a Mises event. He did not speak on stage at the Libertarian Party convention. So Mises held sort of their own little party, I guess, after hours, right? So there's the, mm-hmm. the daytime things where they sit in a big room and they argue over bylaws and elections and things like that. And then there's like the nighttime party where they, you know, have a big dinner or something. And so Mises had their own room in the hotel or whatever, and that's where they had Ron Paul speak. I don't see the messaging from the Libertarian crowd. Party changing as a result of this, though, because they they don't control what the presidential candidate and the vice presidential candidates say. And those are the ones that everyone listens to about what the LP stands for. I see what you're saying there. I think you're going to probably, hopefully, see a principled, more principled candidate for president. No, man. They'll, they'll vote for the first drug warrior who comes in there with Republican money. I don't know. These guys took over this convention, Arya. They yeah. took over the convention. That means they can take over the next one. Because they want to win. And that means money. And that means Republicans. That means no drug warriors, though. Or there's no point. Then stop Bob Barr. We will see. Well, that was tell. not the Mises gone. Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We still have to get into the Florida boy story, which is actually more about the Florida cops, which it is a police state in Florida, by the way. And that is one of my major... Uh, comebacks when it comes to these people who have been promoting Florida as some sort of a destination for libertarians. It's like, yeah, if you just want to go and chill on the beach for the rest of your life, then move to Florida. The weather is fine as far as if you like it really hot all the time, uh, then you'll get that there. But you won't get a real libertarian movement that is actually growing and effective in any way, shape, or form. And all you have to do is look at their results. Go ahead, pull up yeah. the Florida gubernatorial or the you know elections for governor down there and take a look over the last three decades or whatever and see if there's any movement in any kind of a positive direction indicating that maybe the libertarians there are getting some sort of uh, foothold or changing people's minds. No, look what they just did to Disney, all because Disney exercised their right to free speech. And, you know, the government came, the Florida, Floridian government came down and said, okay, we're, we're rescinding your rights to you your know, run your own year city. deal yeah. where you have essentially a special economic zone. They just pulled it right out from under them. All because Disney said something that they didn't like. So if you want to weigh in, and, and nobody, you lived down there uh, as I did for some yeah, time. Yeah, I, I lived down there. I mean, I uh, I was involved with the Libertarian Party in Florida, and it was very small. Mm-hmm. There were like, you know, half a dozen to a dozen people on our county committee. Yep. Um, I think there were like 70-something you know. at the state And that convention. was actually a relatively... Uh, high energy time for us because at that time, is that Joe Red Redner? Yeah, they running? outlawed lap dances, and Joe Redner, uh, who owned the strip club, the Mons Venus, which 
Uh, I don't know what it's like now, but it was a great strip club back in the day. I suspect he passed away. I mean, he was pretty old. Uh, he back he then, was, he? but he was running for city council. Yeah, and uh, they outlawed lap dances, and he kept doing them. And he had he yeah. he had this marquee sign outside his uh, restaurant, and he'd put things on the sign like "Car Fifty Four, where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I never got to beat that guy, but I did. Uh, he was good. I people. did hear about all that, and that was pretty pretty entertaining. But you know, what was the rationale for banning lap dances? Uh, conservatism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing is people pretend that conservatives are are pro freedom, but they want to control your sex life. Yeah, they absolutely do, and that's what Florida is all about. Florida is a conservative state. Uh, although, you know, as they point out, some of the lefties are pretty entrenched in the big cities, and it's been a close call when it comes to governor elections there. De- DeSantis didn't win by a whole lot. And, of course, the, really the important question is, what about libertarians? Because, you know, anybody that's distracted by this DeSantis and thinks that he gives a rat's ass about freedom in any way, shape, or form, is you're wearing rose-colored glasses about this guy. He has never yeah. seen a pro-cop law that he didn't love. And drug warrior, yep. as far as I all know. All in on that. Um, you know, they were always all in on the drug war in Florida. He I made mean, a special police force just to enforce election law recently. So he literally expanded. There are now election cops in Florida. That sounds like a police wow. state. Yeah. Uh, but when I bring that up to, I brought it up recently in this discussion I had with some of the Floridian promoters the other day. It's like, yeah, it's a police state. Oh, well, no, it's not. Well, okay, yeah, if you live out in the woods, just like if you live in the woods anywhere, you're not going to encounter a lot of cops. But I'll tell you, where I grew up in Sarasota, Florida, I went back to visit, like, I don't know, it's probably been most of a decade at this point. But they had red light cameras up at, it felt like, every intersection. And I felt like everywhere I looked, there was a damn police car sitting at one side of the intersection or another. And when you drive around during uh, election season, they the police unions literally take out billboards endorsing candidates. Have hmm. you ever seen anything like that up here? No, uh, no. Red light cameras are, I think, illegal here in New Hampshire. I, I, I think we yeah, confirmed I that recently. And th- there are a lot of cops in New Hampshire. Per, per capita, I believe, it has an unusual number of cops. But they are... I think it's about average. They're, they're still a little bit less evil and tyrannical than your average city cop. I would say New Hampshire uh, cops are the uh, probably the finest swine you'll mm. find. Um, <laughs> Excellent way of putting it, yes. <laughs> Let's go to somebody who isn't quite in Florida. He's calling from North Georgia. Stephen is on the line. Go ahead, Stephen. Hey, so I called about one thing, but I want to address the libertarian uh, stuff for a second, if you'll let me. Of course. Um, here's why it matters, and here's why it's a really big deal. What? Um. The Mises Caucus taking okay. Uh, whoever, whatever caucus is in charge, um, basically their guy is going to win um, all the officerships. Right, their guy is going to get to run for president. Their guy is going to get to sit in the chairman position. Right, like you have to be a member of that caucus to get big positions. 
Here's the other reason it matters. But not necessarily. I mean, me one, this, isn't a pres- this isn't a presidential election year. Anything could happen between now and when they actually go to nominate the presidential candidate. That's true. And I think that's what you were getting at earlier. I think it was in the last segment, Aria, where you were suggesting some terrible person will get the presidential nod, even though Mises is quote-unquote running things. I think if Bill Weld came back and was like, hey guys, I want to run and I want to be your presidential candidate, they would bend over backwards for him That's in the amount the of money governor, he has. Uh, I would be very surprised if if that happened. That's the former governor of Massachusetts. But the point I think that you you didn't get explicit about this, Aria, what, what they can do is, and what they've done in the past when they nominated people like Bill Weld or Bob Barr, these former Republican elected uh, government goons in previous elections was a bunch of Republicans came in just for the convention. Like they weren't active with the party in any meaningful sense, but they bought memberships in the party and they swarmed in to the convention just to get their guy on the presidential ticket. So in the same way that the Mises caucus swarmed into the convention this year, there could very well be a whole bunch of Republicans that swarm in coming up because they don't need to come this year. They need to show up in 2024. And if they try to pull that same uh, tactic, then it is going to be a very interesting uh, presidential debate at the very least for 2024 for the libertarians. But Stephen, go ahead. So I have to disagree a little bit because walking into 2024 with a Mises caucus overtake is really going to give us a shot at having a decent presidential candidate. Uh, could things change? Sure. Not Absolutely. unless they change the rules to say you have to have been a member of the party for, and I don't know what the rules currently say. Maybe they've already done this. I, I don't know. Um, I didn't pay close, close attention to to the convention. I watched some of it, but certainly not intently. Um, but unless they change the rules saying, oh, well, you have to have been a paying member of the party for the last two years then, you know, if it still allows people to just sign up the, the month before or whatever and then go to the convention, they, there's still a very real possibility of a conservative uh, takeover. I have a follow-up yeah. question about the presidential candidate as well. I, I would imagine that whoever was going to be, you know, if we were going to actually stay within the party and run a libertarian candidate for the libertarian presidential nomination, Spike Cohen is the guy you guys have in mind, right? I mean, there, there's no other front runner with anywhere near the amount of popularity that he has. I like Dave Spike Smith. Cohen a lot. I, um, I uh, both of those are I'm not starters. I'm not fixed on him. I have. I would have to see who the candidates were. But so Stephen just mentioned a guy named Dave Smith who has become very prominent in the last several years. Again, on social media, that's the same issue that Spike he, Cohen has. He's got. Uh, look, I don't really know a lot about the guy. I mean, we do have his podcast on LRN.FM, but he's the, one of the few people. Uh, that doesn't answer his own emails. He's got people for that. So I've never actually spoken with him directly. Like normally when when I I approach a show for inclusion on our little Liberty Radio network, it's the person who hosts the show that writes you back, right? In this case, I've never never actually spoken with him. But he gets a lot... that's a good sign that he has people because it means that he's bringing in revenue enough to pay those people and he values his time. Yeah. Well, (laughs) anyway, um, the, the thing I wanted to say about him is that he's become very popular in the last several years and he's spoken at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Apparently, he's been on Joe Rogan more than once. So a lot of people say, oh, well, if he can get on Joe Rogan, maybe he can get 
more media attention than previous uh, presidential candidates. So I think, you know, you're going to see, as usual, a bunch of different candidates throwing their hats in the ring. And I think it's way too early to pick a winner. But he definitely has a lot of people that uh, that back him. I'm not saying pick a winner. I'm just saying I think we would have the front runners. You know, it would be clear at this point. And I think you're probably right. Dave Smith and Spike Cohen are probably them. And I don't see either one being a very good candidate. But that's just my personal opinion. I like Spike. I've heard a lot of good things about Spike. I don't know him personally. Um, and Dave Smith is a seems like a successful comedian. So, I mean, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. Uh, but, Stephen, I think he had more to say. We'll continue here in moments. Hour number two is coming up. You can join us here on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the program. Coming up, a Florida boy, 10 or 11 years old, arrested for what he sent somebody on a text message, apparently. Yep, pretty much. Ari's going to tell us that story here in a little bit. With you tonight, it is Ian. Nobody. And Aria. And the phones are open if you want to join us at 603-283-6160. We're going to go back to them. Uh, Stephen is still on the line in Georgia. He had been, uh, I guess he had some multiple comments. We ended up talking a little bit about the Libertarian Party and the Mises Caucus, as they're called, uh, named after Ludwig von Mises, who is a big... Uh, inspirational thinker and figure in the, the the history of the libertarian movement. I want to clarify real quick why I don't think that Spike Cohen or Day Smith are particularly good ideas as far as candidates go. It's, it's got nothing to do with their, their positions, their ideas, their ideology, or how libertarian they are or they okay. aren't. It's that they're not crazy enough. I you think the only chance the Libertarian person. Party has of ever actually getting a message out there, controlling the narrative that is actually out there, instead of letting the media portray it as a, what is Aleppo sort of moment, mm-hmm. is to run the craziest person that you can. Ideally, that would have been John McAfee. Mm. But now it's going to have to be... McAfee's ver- crazier than Vermin Supreme? He, he, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By, well, by okay. leaps and bounds. You have, you have to separate the man <laughs> from the character. The character Vermin Supreme is pretty crazy. Yes. The, but see, uh, that's the issue. There was the no distinction there with true, John. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's hard to say. I don't know. You, I, I, I liked John McAfee. And, uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm, I'm sad that he's gone. Um, He's given one of the Libertarian is, Party debates, though, because he, he joked about 
fornicating with a well on a beach. I mean, he he was yeah. out there, man. But the thing is, you didn't know if he was getting interviewed, if he was going to, you know, answer the questions or stick his head in a bucket of jello. That's why he's <laughs> exactly. That's why he was the perfect Libertarian Party candidate. And now well, he's gone. So right. And now it's Furman Supreme. Furman's off the table now, too. He's resigned. Well, he, he's, th- he's throwing a hissy fit. He'll get over it. You think so? I mean, think he'll come back. He might. I, I would hope that he would come back. Yeah. Uh, I but think I don't that, particularly care one way or the other because yeah. I think the whole thing is a giant waste of time. I tend to agree. As I said on uh, social media over the weekend, it's like, you know, good for them. I don't think it's them. a waste of time. I think there's a lot more libertarians out there because of the effort of the Libertarian Party. Whether or not they ever get elected I think is Ron Paul kind brought of irrelevant. A hundredfold. Um, yeah, the Libertarian Ron Paul Party. has accomplished yeah. way more than the than the Libertarian Party, I think, did. But that said, I will agree with you, nobody. The Libertarian Party has brought in Libertarians. I came in because of the Harry Brown campaign back in the year 2000. Of course, he also ran in, in 1996. I'm definitely a Harry Brown Libertarian, although I can't say for sure I would have come in under uh, Gary Johnson or Bob Barr, any of these half-ass uh, candidates that they've had in the last several years harry brown actually had some principles and he was a really great communicator of the ideas and if the libertarian party can get back to principle and back to good communications of those principles which it hasn't been at for the last decade and a half at least if not two decades then that will bring people in and they'll bring the right kind of people in but on the negative side the problem with the mises caucus having this all this success is it's going to distract people. It's going to distract people who might have said, you know what, this is a total waste of time. I'm moving to New Hampshire. And now a lot of those people are going to say, no, we can be free in the whole country. We're going to keep going here in Los Angeles and, you know, uh, Texas and whatever other states where there's absolutely no hope for, for liberty. This is giving those people that hope back and it's going to make them spin their wheels for more election cycles before they finally come to the realization that they need to move to New Hampshire if they actually want to have success and join the largest migration of uh, libertarians. Anyway, I don't know. I think if they can bring more energy into the libertarian movement in general, just like Ron Paul caused a spike in people moving to New Hampshire, I think anything that infuses more energy and more libertarians into the movement some of those people are going to get into the movement find out about new hampshire and say hey i can do both some will but uh will it be as many as those who were completely frustrated with the party up until now i don't know steven your thoughts go ahead so i think that the libertarian party is still very deeply flawed however um i am i have gone from Republican status who fought fought for this crazy little document that we have to a volunteerist um, slash like Christian, Christian anarchist type deal. And a large part of that has to do with the Libertarian Party. Um, now, with that being said, I can't speak for all the, the different things going on in all the different states and counties and whatnot, but here um in georgia we have a major issue and that is that people that can't get traction elsewhere come here and they bring their idiot ideas here right we have when you say here you who, mean to the libertarian party i, I mean to, to the georgia libertarian party in georgia okay 
So um, Georgia's LP right now has a bunch of officers that are pro-UBI. Well, how are you pro-capitalism? Universal basic income. Yeah. Okay. How are you pro-capitalism if you're not pro-UBI? They're pro-universal health care. Well, I mean, they they can be... I, I'm not one of these libertarians who thinks, oh, no, libertarian socialism. No, you can't be that. Look, I, and I understand a libertarian socialist. They're just an anarcho-communist. They just call themselves libertarian socialist. Mm-hmm. If they want to have a, a voluntary way, a, a freedom-oriented way to have UBIs and universal health care and all of this other crap, I don't care. And I don't see any reason why it couldn't work. The issue is, do they want to force people to be taxed to pay for this UBI and for the universal health care? Well, the, I mean, the first pl- the first place that I ever heard of a UBI, uh, well, actually, the first place was reading Robert Heinlein. And the second place was in the context of a guy named Henry George. Um, and the thing the about Georgists. Georgism is the Georgists advocated um, a single tax, and they advocated most of the revenue from that tax, like 90% of it be used for a universal basic income. Um, the thing about it is if you used enough, uh, if you didn't use that much land and none of us use that much land, then you could ignore the whole game and say, okay, well, you're giving me this UBI, you go ahead and take my taxes out of that and whatever's left, give it to somebody. I don't know. And then you can just completely ignore the fact that there's a government. Yeah. I mean, I'd be all right with that. Um, you know, that that's we're talking the nice about here, thing Steven? about a UBI as opposed to government programs is that government programs, you have to pay cash with the UBI. You can just say, yeah, OK, pay my taxes out of my UBI and leave me out of the whole shooting match. Is that what we're talking about here, Stephen? People who are talking about a voluntary UBI or are we talking about people who want to use taxes? So I've never even heard of a voluntary UBI, but these people definitely, definitely want to have the federal government force me to pay their salary. And have they, they said that, or are you assuming that? No, they well, they haven't said they haven't said, "Hey, we need you to pay someone else's stuff." But what they have said is, "Hey, there's enough money in the tax system," and it's like, "Wait, you do realize taxation's theft?" And they go, "How else are we going to pay for anything?" <laughs> And these people are members of the Libertarian Party of Georgia? They are officers. That's unfortunate. Well, the Libertarian Uh, Party is mostly minarchist. It always has been. Well, that's not the case here in New Hampshire. Uh, And so I would say... New Hampshire's a weird place. That's what I'm saying. If you actually value liberty, you've got to get to New Hampshire. And whether you're getting active in the Libertarian Party here or the Republicans or the Democrats, the Libertarians here actually are principled by and large... And they are successful because we've actually gotten people elected uh, to the state house. And thank you, Stephen, for your call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, that was the other thing. Like people were saying, "Oh yeah, Flo- flex it. Florida's going to exit the union." I'm like, "All right, great. Well, I hope so." But how many of your state reps are openly supporting secession? No one answered my question. Yeah, because the answer is zero. That's right. And how many libertarians are running as Republicans or getting elected as Republicans there? Zero. And we did have state reps support the idea of New Hampshire independence. Not not many, but we did have some. There were others who were than that supported it, but didn't vote for it. Correct. Yeah, there were others who were too cowardly to come out and, and, and be public about it. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
open here and you can join us. Bring up whatever is on your mind at 603-283-6160. Coming up, Florida cops arrest a boy age about 10 years old for sending a text message or two. We'll tell you what the contents allegedly were there in uh, just a bit. With you tonight, it's Ian. Nobody. And Aria. Don't forget, you can join us over at freetalklive.com. We do have a social media site, and I don't think I've mentioned this on the air yet. I did send out a social media update this weekend. Ron Paul is expected to join us on Free Talk Live tomorrow night. Got an open chair? Unfortunately, we don't. Um, (laughs) And I'm debating whether or not to open phone calls for Ron Paul because we've had Ron Paul on in the past. And whenever you have somebody on like Ron Paul, you inevitably get some rambling person on the phones who cannot get to the point, cannot just simply ask him a question. I think getting them written in advance would be ideal. That's why I think we're going to do this time. So if you have a question for Ron Paul, you may submit that question For consideration through our social media site, go to social.freetalklive.com, tag at FTL, like Free Talk Live, when you make a post, and we'll see it. And uh, then your question might get on with Ron Paul tomorrow night. But I'm not going to take submissions on Twitter, so if you're on Twitter, sorry about that. We don't pay any any attention to that that account. Like, who cares? Uh, But if you're on the social.freetalklive.com, and you should be on Mastodon. By the way, you can be on Mastodon without being on social.freetalklive.com. So we will take these suggestions from anywhere on Mastodon. You just have to tag the FTL account at social.freetalklive.com. And we'll see that because Mastodon is what they call federated, where each Mastodon instance is connected or can be connected. Sometimes they disconnect uh, if they don't want to be associated with us or whatever. But each Mastodon instance is connected with the others, and so therefore, you don't have to have an account on our server to follow us or to interact with uh, Free Talk Live hosts. And so that's what you got to do if you want to get a question for uh, for Ron Paul. However, you cannot be on Truther or whatever Donald Trump's little platform is called. because I believe they don't federate with anyone. Yeah, although it is Mastodon, as you point out, they're not federated with people. Yeah, Gab federates. Do they? they? Yep. Okay, I wasn't sure if they did. Good for them. Uh, good to know. All right, so check that out at social.freetalklive.com. We're going to go to your calls and thoughts. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I've been told that for L.A. County, they're going to go back to mask mandate. And so did Philadelphia went back to man- mandate in the schools. So uh, When I you mean- say that... All I see here in the news is that they're talking about bringing it back on public transportation, or that they have brought it back. Go ahead, Sarah. Public public transportation only, and then what about indoor public places? Like, what what are they talking about? Are they talking about schools in L.A. County? And I know they did that in Philadelphia. Also, Mm -hmm. the mask mandate for inside the schools. It's amazing that so, they do that in schools since kids are at almost no risk of COVID mm-hmm. um, and they're at very little risk of transmitting it to teachers. They never had uh, masks in the schools in, uh, in Sweden, for example, and they had zero child deaths from COVID and teachers in the schools were actually less likely than the general public 
to get to get covid so it's 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 really interesting that they take the most vulnerable people the people who can least uh defend themselves from these draconian mandates and they force masks on them even the even though they're at no risk they're legally prohibited from defending themselves they they have children have no rights until they reach yeah. the age of adulthood that's one of the most screwed up things in the united states they can't even not show up because they'll get thrown in jail but you know what don't they have children that have immune compromised children like diabetes or they have weight problems so it's okay to since it's only a weight small problems? population well, well, I mean, I mean, obesity is children. is definitely a risk factor with with COVID. COVID, Although, right. For children? I mean, there yeah. really aren't any risk factors for children because children yeah. don't have any risk, but... Lack of no, exercise. That's a, a bigger killer, for yeah. sure. Look at it. There's a, plenty of, a lot of kids I see on TV that did, did come down with COVID, and they died from COVID. And I'm, I'm sure there's a minuscule uh, number, but you're saying that you are an authorized doctor. You don't even have a medical degree. Who Nobody. Said, do you have a medical degree? Do the people who no, are I making medical decisions for other people and forcing them on them, do they have medical degrees? Well, my doctor, hold on, Sarah, my doctor does. He's got a medical degree, and he thinks that a lot of this COVID stuff is a bunch of garbage. My doctor agrees. Well, you know what? That's, those are your doctors that you choose to go to, okay? Right. So yes. The yes. thing is that in our, Isn't it in nice our reality, to have choices? There's more people that want to have masks. They want to. Take I don't masks. see that. If like they myself. wanted to have masks, you wouldn't have to force them. I, yeah, that's not what I see around. Now, maybe it's different there in Albuquerque. Sarah, people cheered the very moment the federal travel mandate mask thing was lifted. People in the middle of their flights, they made these announcements over mm-hmm. the flight radio, and people cheered and ripped their mask off. You cannot sit there and say that people want their masks when they're cheering about the final eventual removal of them years later. And some people do. Some people want to walk around in a hazmat uh, suit. Some people are scared of their own Like the guy who shot up Brooklyn. Yeah, but they shouldn't have the right to force it on others, and nobody should have a right to force them to take their masks off. Well, this is a public safety hazard. You know, it doesn't matter what you're feeling and your opinion uh, of you people. The police are a public public safety hazard. Okay, look at this. What is the public, Sarah? Who who am I threatening by not wearing a mask? Well, those people that are older, immune compromised, that have health problems. They should stay home. I don't think I want to wear a mask. Because you guys want to have no mask. Because those people that are in good health—that's the way it works. If you're crippled and you are going to die, if you encounter some sort of germ or whatever, you should be in a damn clean room 24 hours a day and constantly, you know, monitoring where where you touch and freak being a germ freak or whatever. But for the rest of us, we should be free to take a risk. It sucks for a bubble boy who's got no immune system or whatever, and he has to live inside of a bubble. But that doesn't mean I should have to live inside of a bubble either. It sucks for him, but me being in a bubble is not going to make his life any better. Sarah, when you go to the grocery store there uh, to spend your EBT card, uh, what do you see as far as what percentage of your fellow Albuquerqueans are wearing masks? Well, you know, I think uh, maybe what depends on what kind of store I get. Usually I see maybe... Two or three other people 
inside a store. Out of how many? That are older. Out of uh, maybe 15 people shopping or 20 people. So less than half. Well, right. Less than that's half. correct. Yeah. So that's proof that you're wrong. I mean, you made the statement earlier that people want this, and if they wanted it, they'd be wearing the masks, even when there wasn't a mandate. Yeah. If you're scared, you're going to protect yourself. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Just to clarify her call, uh, L.A. County is mandating it again on public transportation. UCLA apparently is also mandating it back on campus. But that's about as far as it's going at the moment. That will change, likely. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live. The phones are open. You can join us here and uh, bring up whatever you want at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We started out the show talking about the Canadian crackdown on guns. The next step is to go after people's handguns. They've got legislation pending that will prohibit the transfer, the sale, the uh, the buying, the export or the import, I think of any handguns there and also restrict the uh, long guns magazines to no more than five rounds and that includes all previously existing there will be no grandfathering in of magazines so if you have a magazine that is greater than five rounds in canada if this legislation goes through then it will become a crime to possess that unless you modify it within whatever window of time they're going to give for that so So it's a good time if you're a canadian to one, have a boating accident, and two, buy a 3D printer. Yeah, not bad advice. Uh, but let's get into a little closer to home, Aria. You've got a story out of Florida. Okay, regarding... we're closer to Canada than Florida. <laughs> home meaning the United States. Uh, but uh, what happened down there? So Florida cops have finally released a mugshot of a 10-year-old boy that they cuffed and walked after he jokingly texted a friend that he had bought for assault rifles. I They're releasing of, mug shots of children now? Evidently. And I you know, thought, wow. Wait a minute. I thought the whole point of juvenile court was to quote-unquote protect the accused because they aren't old enough to be seen publicly. They but released, they were so proud of themselves that they had the courage to do something. To take down this 10-year-old Take on this 10-year-old terrorist. I mean, it's got a picture of the cop here doing the actual arrest with the boy wow. with handcuffed behind him. Can you imagine being that law enforcement officer? Your job that day is to arrest a 10-year-old for sending a text message? Do they give his name, too? They do. You know, this I sort of crazy. saw this kind of thing yeah. coming. We there was Maybe someone else him as, an adult. as an adult. They must be. There was someone else in some other state recently who said something stupid over text message or on Discord or something, and they got arrested. So we're going to see more and more of this stuff this going forward insane. as people freak out. I mean, I haven't even heard what this is yet. But Daniel Isaac Marquez was charged with making <laughs> a written threat. Was charged with making a written threat to conduct a mass shooting. After sending a text message. Wow. The 10-year-old sent a text claiming that he had purchased four assault rifles. And they they break He's it down into bullet points. He's 10 years yes. old. He, he yeah. is 10 years old. Man, they just straight up mugshotted this 10-year-old kid. I, I can't believe it. How is it a it. threat to say that you've purchased an assault weapon? Well, see, that's it. It doesn't have to be a credible threat anymore because they're so paranoid about school but shootings. Grammatically, that, that's not even a threat. That's just a brag. Yeah. 
Well, it, I haven't gotten say? into the full, you know, details okay. of what the okay. kid said or anything. I would argue that what he said wasn't a threat, not anyway. But the idea of a credible credible threat used not to credible. be a thing. Yeah, no. But it isn't now because the the prospect of a school shooting is just so great that police have convinced themselves and the public that we have to consider that every threat is a credible. Well, threat. if this kid wasn't a school shooter candidate before, he certainly is more of one now because he's going to have a huge chip on his shoulder for the police. I can't say I blame him, man. He's ten years old and they arrested him. Yeah. Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marcino, who touts himself as Tough Florida's, guy. quote, law and order sheriff, <laughs> defended mm. publicly exposing the juvenile by saying, quote, a child pulling a trigger equals the same aftermath. Wow. Presumably as as an adult. What trigger did he pull? He didn't pull any trigger. He triggered the, le- the, <laughs> the, uh, the leftists, I he guess. Triggered. He triggered yeah. the cops. <laughs> Daniel Isaac Marquez, 10, was arrested Saturday and charged with making a written threat to conduct a mass shooting after sending a text about Patriot Elementary School. The boy's alleged text read, I scammed my friend and included a Google image of money, according to his arrest report. I bought this, he added a few seconds later, and included an image of four assault rifles. Marquez then stated, get ready for Water Day, Referencing a recent school-sponsored event in which students participate in water activities like playing in sprinklers. And that, from what I can tell, is the totality of the threat. That's not a threat. (laughs) No. No. But even... Even if he has said... Get ready for Porkfest. Is that a threat? (laughs) Even if this kid had said, you know, I'm going to shoot up the school on water day, it's not a credible threat. No, I don't think it is. But he didn't say that. He has a... That's incredible. He has a picture of four assault rifles. (laughs) And last I checked, you can't hurt anyone with a picture of a weapon. And he said he bought four four guns? After scamming someone out of a large amount of cash that was a Google (laughs) image search. They arrested... They're charging this kid. I mean, we're laughing at it, but this is absolutely insane. It's absolutely terrifying. And now, think of all the dumb crap that you did as a young person, right? I'm scared too. And (laughs) and just think, I mean, we've we've talked about how insane these schools have become over the years. I remember a story about, I don't even know how long ago it was, but they were getting, kids are getting in trouble now for doing what we would have considered just the most innocent pranks. Back in the day, like how many of us have been on a school bus where somebody mooned out the window? I know that's happened. I, I never rode a school bus. So. I can't think oh, of anyone okay. ever mooning anyone out, out of the school bus window. It, but it happened. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised it that happens. I mean, it's a totally juvenile thing to do, right? What are people getting charged for like child porn or people something? People get charged for, for stuff like that now. In my day, we had to walk to school 30 <laughs> miles in the snow, uphill both ways. So this kid described wads of cash and, quote, get ready to commit a mass shooting, says Sheriff Morsino. That's not what he said. We don't wait one second. We investigate every threat as if it's real. Every single threat (laughs) is real. Every threat is real. we investigate every statement as if it were a threat. Every threat is real until you prove it's not. Well, that's not how it's supposed to work, officer. You're supposed to prove... The guilt of the person you're accusing. But this is the backwards-ass world that we're living in now. They literally are trying to turn everything on its end. Uh, Due process has been completely eliminated, or in this case, reversed. Now he's saying this kid has to prove that it wasn't a threat? 
The sheriff also commented on the boy's very public arrest, saying that fake threats result in real consequences. Mm. I did a campaign, fake threat, real consequence. Well, I understand the boy is 10 years old. His brain's not fully developed. He's a juvenile. I have to tell you, when a 10-year-old presses a trigger, which presumes that he has a gun, and he, Mm -hmm. in fact, had a picture of a gun, the aftermath is the same regardless of the age, the sheriff explained. He also warned... What happens when a picture of a 10-year-old pulls a picture of a trigger? (laughs) No one gets hurt, but someone gets arrested. So I guess the they get hurt. What I want to know is, to whom did he send this text message? Some friend of his, apparently. He was not a friend. I would agree. Either that, or you know, friend's mom got a hold of the phone, or something like that. How did? That's what I want to know is how did the school or the police become aware of this text message? Somebody snitched. All it says was he sent a text. It doesn't say who it was to or anything mm. like that. The sheriff goes on, you don't get to come into one of my schools in my county and present deadly force. He didn't. He wasn't (laughs) even probably at school. Because we meet deadly force with deadly force without one second, without hesitation. So he's more or less threatening to kill a 10-year-old kid here over sending a picture of a gun. If you think you're going to come and kill a child or a faculty member, you better be a police officer. Wait, no, no he did didn't say handle- that part. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did they handle the arrest? I mean, I'm imagining the SWAT team rolling up to this kid's house at six in the morning, kicking in the door, <laughs> uh, killing his dog. I mean, how, they're not telling us that, right? No, I don't think it was that extreme based on the picture here, but I mean, they certainly sent some some officers out to his house and they certainly arrested him and put wow. him in handcuffs and took him to jail. So did they, he get bail yet? When did this happen? This happened Saturday. Okay, so he's in jail for the weekend then. Yes. Because well, you don't I, get bail until... Even for a 10-year-old? I guess so. I, I mean, I presume he's in there with the big boys, you know? Like, did they take him to a special juvenile facility? He called him a juvenile in the in the statement you just read. He admitted that he's 10 years old with an undeveloped brain. But yet they're Sounds going like ahead. that sheriff has an undeveloped brain. They're too. plastering this kid's picture all over the place. And they didn't say he was charged as an adult, but... They're throwing his name around everywhere as well. It's crazy. Uh, we got more coming up here. If you want to weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. Florida, the free state. No, it's a police state there. Always has been, at least for my lifetime. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Nobody and Aria in the studio here tonight. We're talking about an attack against a 10-year-old boy by the sheriff's department there in whatever the hell county of Florida it was. I didn't catch what area it was but they're all bad because florida is a police state people trying to say florida is a free state it's absolutely ridiculous this kid 10 years old has been charged we presume as an adult because they're telling us his name they're posting official video like this video that we just watched during the break i don't know if you saw it aria but Bonnie and I... I did not, but I can imagine that... You know, you know those pictures you see on social media of cops like standing around after a drug bust? And yeah. it's like, 
it's like, you know, a half an ounce of weed or whatever, and like $36. And they're like, look at us cleaning up the tough streets. This is the human equivalent of that. It's like a perp walk kind of video where they're outside of uh, whatever the hell. Again, I don't know what county this is here. County, uh, Lee County, Lee County, Florida. Uh, They're outside of the sheriff's office and there's a camera person outside. I at first thought, oh, this was a news person or something that got this footage. No, it's branded with the sheriff's star at the bottom of the screen. So this is an official, officially released video from the sheriff's department. 22 seconds of a sheriff's department officer coming out with this 10-year-old boy in handcuffs. Oh, I do have that video. Yeah, wearing Crocs as he comes out. So I don't know if they issued him the Crocs in the sheriff's department or if he was arrested. They look uh, like they're too big for him. Wearing the Crocs. He's got his hands cuffed behind his back, is put into the back of a sheriff's cruiser. He's not freed. The little kid's being treated like every other perpetrator, uh, alleged perpetrator, and just put in the back of this cruiser in the, and then it fades to black. So this is official government propaganda showing how tough the sheriff's department is. That's exactly people. what it is, too. It's them trying to look how tough we are. We're so tough right. on school shootings and you know murdering 10-year-olds that will arrest a 10-year-old. For basically posting something that was a 10-year-old level kind of joke. And it was so vague. In no universe is that going to be construed as a threat by any reasonable jury. We Even if the kid had an assault that's rifle. That's the thing. That presumes this gets in front of a jury, and we all know that people are intimidated by these situations. I mean, he's facing, what was the charge called? Do juvenile courts have juries? Another good question. But again, is he being charged as a juvenile or charged as an adult? We haven't made that. That has not been made clear uh, in this case. He's being charged with making a written threat to conduct a mass shooting. Presumably, that's the entire charge. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty serious charge. And so they're going to try to intimidate this boy. and The 10-year-old. The 10-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, into taking a plea deal. And they'll probably give him time in juvie and, uh, you know, serving the community, hours of community service, that kind of thing, uh, in, in the plea deal. And he'll take the guilty plea and it'll never go in front of a jury. I hope that's not going to be what happens here. Well, yeah, I hope that Lee County, Florida has a uh, attorney that actually gives a damn about freedom of speech because we've seen that freedom of speech has been under attack oh, hold for on. years. Hold on, because I have a statement here from the sheriff, literally on his Facebook page. You can find it at Carmine Marcino, uh, Florida's law and order sheriff. Fifth grader arrested for making written threat. Right now is not the time to act like a little delinquent. It's not funny. This child made a fake threat, and now he's experiencing real consequences. Oh, he Sheriff it was Carmine Marcino. The sheriff knows <laughs> it's a fake threat. He knew it. And they're still arresting wow. this kid and putting this kid out there and trotting yeah. him out like a, like a show horse. But in order to be a fake threat, grammatically, it has to be a threat? Yeah, and it wasn't also even that. true. It wasn't even close. Can you just recap for people tuning in, Aria, what this kid allegedly did? He sent a picture, a Google image search result, apparently, of a stack of cash or something and, right. and told a friend of his that he scammed some friend of his out of that money. Right, because he couldn't have possibly earned it as a 10-year-old because he can't legally work. And then claimed to have bought, or I think he said bought, four assault rifles, and he sent <laughs> a, a, 
at Walmart. Again, or whatever, right? another Google search. Yeah, because they just you know sell assault <laughs> rifles to ten year olds. That that's totally normal. Right. Liberals think they do. Yeah. And then he said something to the effect of "See you on Water Day" or something like that, which is some event they have at the school where they play in sprinklers right. or some nonsense. Presumably, he will be attending school on Water Day, so why shouldn't he be able to tell his friend, "See you then"? It is one hundred percent legal. I, I'm I don't know about Florida, but it should be one hundred percent legal for a ten year old have and own all the assault rifles that his parents want to give to him. Well, it should certainly be legal for a 10-year-old to make fake brags on the internet to his buddies. I mean, that's ultimately all he did. But he didn't even do that. I mean... Yeah, he did. He said, hey, I got all this money. I got a bunch okay, of guns. Okay, he did that with the money. That's okay. it. I guess so, so. I got money and guns. He's like a rapper. But even you know? if he, even hmm. if his parents were like, hey, you know, we love you, son, and we think you should be prepared. So here's, you know, four assault rifles. And, the, and this kid actually had photographs of him standing there with four assault rifles. That's still not threatening to shoot up anything. And then saying, oh, yeah, hmm. see, hey, friend who attends the same school as me, I'll see you at school. Doesn't seem that abnormal to me. And just to point out, because the phrase assault rifle keeps bouncing around mm-hmm. a so-called assault rifle is just a garden variety semi-automatic right rifle when it's i a say black. rifle it's, it's not scary looking fully automatic when i say assault yeah. rifle i mean ar-15 and almost yeah. nothing else so uh, and they know that the fake they know that the threat is fake and they, they knew do. it when they arrested this kid. Of course they did. And they still did this virtually this virtue signaling nonsense. Yes, that's exactly what this is, except it's using people's lives in this case. It's ruining this kid's life. You know, this kid this kid's going to have on his record and searchable on the internet for the rest of his life that he's some sort of a crazy lunatic uh issuing threats against his uh, his fellow students. And this isn't the first time stuff like this has gone on in the last know, 20 years we've been doing this show. In the last week alone, something like this happened uh, where a, a girl was going to attend her, her you know, she was 18 years old. She was going to attend her prom or whatever. She joked about wearing a bomb to the thing. And now she's oh, facing charges. Do that. Yeah, no jokes are allowed in the united states anymore and and this isn't new what i wanted to refer to was previously there have been rappers who've been arrested for making songs about like doing things to the police Mm -hmm. it's a fictitious song should you not have the ability to fantasize about something in a you know fictional Certainly, but you do circumstance. You do have the story of the recent rapper in Atlanta who was arrested for gang-related activity. But apparently, he was like confessing to stuff that he did while he was living in the streets of Atlanta. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but he was recently arrested and he's being prosecuted for a bunch of RICO charges and stuff like that in Atlanta Mm. or in Georgia because he was he was exercising his right to free speech certainly but he was doing that and telling stories about things that he actually did mm, okay. when he was engaging in alleged criminal well, activity if you're admitting to actual criminal activity that's one thing but i'm talking about people who who were arrested and prosecuted for simply writing song lyrics so i've never that's heard happened. of that yeah and it's been some years mm. since that was in the news so this is in that same vein of oh well you're saying things we don't like 
And if you are in, a fa- in favor of free speech, I'm sorry, you, ha- you have to take the side of unpopular speech. And it is quite unpopular to say things like this 10-year-old uh, said right now. And it's not just him. Uh, the story here at New York Post about Mr. Uh, da- Daniel, the little, little boy. My favorite uh, is this little line here. It is unclear if he had a history of mental illness. <laughs> He's barely been alive. Uh, Corey Anderson, age t- uh, 18. Also in Florida, from a town called Lutz, or Lutz, was arrested this weekend. So, two arrests. You got this 10-year-old, and then a day later, 18-year-old arrested after making a, quote, online threat while posting photos of himself with what appeared to be a rifle, handgun, and tactical-style vest. What was described as the chilling photo was accompanied by a caption that read, quote, Hey Siri, directions to the nearest school. You know where this crap started? This started with the arrest of Christopher Cantwell for making mm. threats online. Now, now he it was thrown in prison. Out. They were arresting kids for drawing pictures yeah. of guns before that. Yeah, this is this goes way back, Arya. But Cantwell was one of the the myriad of people who's been charged under this attack on freedom of speech. Uh, investigators- I mean, that's a joke. It's clearly a joke. In fact, investigators later even determined the handgun and rifle in the photo were airsoft guns. But that didn't stop them from going and arresting him and charging him with, I don't know, we'll, we'll pull up the story. This, this kind of makes me want to do the same thing, but just like Photoshop myself with an oh obviously God. fake gun and an obviously <laughs> fake. You're I, already I facing I, I know. <laughs> federal charges, Aria. Maybe you should just chill. But man, the troll in me is having a yeah, hard time not doing that. Resisting it. Yeah, I, I got you. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he was charged with. We'll, uh, we'll see if we can dig that one up here in a bit. The number is uh, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us. Hour 3 is on the way. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open take your calls and thoughts about whatever's on your mind the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 here tonight it's in nobody and aria we're gonna go back to your phone calls and thoughts we've been talking about the crackdown that continues on freedom of speech if you make a joke that's you know a tacky joke no doubt about it but jokes don't have to be uh, you know, concern for what other people think generally. The best jokes are the tacky ones. It, well, dark humor is better than tacky humor, yeah. but tacky still pretty good. You know what Stalin said? Dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to your calls, uh, but we do have a little bit more about the other guy in Florida who was arrested. So a Florida boy and a Florida man arrested over the weekend for making jokes not threats but jokes about school shootings and they're now facing terrorism charges uh we'll share a little bit more about that story but olivia is on the line in arizona olivia go ahead with your thoughts up do we lose olivia olivia going once Olivia going twice. Uh, too bad. That's unfortunate. She's always a pleasure to talk to. Yeah, she usually has something interesting to say. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Corey Anderson is the other guy's name. So, Aria, you had brought in a story about a 10-year-old boy, which is insane, uh, Daniel Isaac Marquez, who posted somewhere, maybe sent it in a text message to a friend or something like that. He posted a picture of some money, 
found on Google image search. The most insane thing is, are the cops going to, you know, investigate him for, you know, running some sort of romance scam or something like that? They He scammed someone out of all money, of this kid? money, right? Yeah. They might as well... Look, if they don't open that investigation against them, then they're just hypocrites, they're right? They're not doing their job. And right? I know they don't have an issue being hypocrites, but if they're investigating this kid for the alleged threat, which wasn't even a threat, what about investigating him for the actual crime that he claims to admit it, which is defrauding Scamming someone out of somebody. massive amounts of money, <laughs> right. man? Uh, so then he claims that he has all these guns that he bought with the money that he allegedly scammed from someone. Again, he's 10 years old. And investigate him for money laundering, apparently. And then they uh, charged him with the very similar charge here. Uh, let's see. I don't have the charge of the, the boy in front of me. A written was... threat yeah, to like conduct a mass shooting or something along those lines. And now the uh, the uh, a slightly older gentleman, of Corey, 18, uh, Corey Anderson, age 18, was arrested Sunday at home in Lutz, Florida, after posting photos of himself with what appeared to be a rifle, handgun, and a tactical-style vest and a caption that read, quote, Hey Siri, directions to the nearest school, unquote. Which they- is so obvious. It's a joke. In bad taste, but it's still obviously a joke. A subsequent investigation then determined that the guns were actually airsoft rifles, which shoot pellets rather than bullets. The uh, sheriff in that county said, his name is Chad Cronister. It's also not a threat. It's... There are valid reasons why an 18-year-old would need to know or want to know where the nearest school is. Maybe he's about to have a kid. Maybe he's thinking about starting a family. We don't know. The fact that he's wearing, you know... The fact that he's carrying guns when he asks this question does not constitute a threat. Tough guy sheriff Chad Cronister said this type of threat is unacceptable. This man intentionally instilled fear in our community as a sick joke. But be warned, this is no laughing matter. Protecting our students is our greatest priority. That's why no, they stand it's outside. Absolutely... Of sick jokes, let, let's introduce Chad. Yeah. <laughs> we take school threats very seriously. If you see something suspicious, please contact us immediately. No, 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 no. Don't, don't contact the police. No, no one is ever helped by people contacting the police. This person, this 18-year-old now is facing some BS charge because someone couldn't take a joke and contacted the police. The charge is threatening to conduct a mass shooting or act of terrorism. But he didn't threaten anything. He just posed there with a pic asking a question. Yep. It's legal to ask a question. Me asking, hey guys, where's the nearest gas station does not mean I'm about to go torch a gas station. (laughs) Asking guys, where's the nearest airport doesn't mean I'm about to go hijack a plane. It means I need to know where the nearest airport is. We can't assume this guy's motive and this idea of he's a criminal because he's standing there in SWAT gear or guns or whatever. That's crazy. That's that's not a good precedent to set. But his bond was yeah. only set at $7,500, so, I mean, that's pretty lightweight for an act of terrorism. I mean, it cost me... The FBI's th- got that. They, they can bail out their it little guy. It cost me $200,000 to get out of jail, uh, and I've been charged with no victims in the supposed crimes in the Crypto 6 case. Hmm. So it just goes to show you where their but real priorities are. is he state are. or federal? He's state. He's state, but still. Uh, Anderson was. That's taken- true. If it was federal, they would have set the bell higher, and the FBI could have paid the bell, and then it would have been this nice little money laundering thing, and they could have gotten the officers to buy some drugs. I don't know what the FBI really does when they execute these sorts of schemes, but if it was a federal offense or if, uh, happening at the federal level, this guy absolutely would have been an FBI agent. 
Yeah, this is absolutely insane. It is, again, attack on uh, freedom of speech. And again, if you want to weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. We've been talking about uh, gun control in Canada, and there's been a lot, of course, of talk about gun control here in the United States. This happens after every school shooting. There's always a huge outcry. People say they want more uh, restrictions, and indeed, there's a story from, looks like the Washington Post, talking about a Supreme Court justice who's actually suggested, not recently, but in the past, uh, getting rid of the Second Amendment entirely as the so-called solution to gun violence. Well, I mean, obviously I don't support getting rid of the Second Amendment, but at least it would be a constitutional uh, option. You know, it's like the difference. Be- By constitutionally, you mean amending the Constitution to get rid of it? Um, yeah, well, it's like the difference between prohibition and the war on drugs. The war on drugs is straight up unconstitutional because yeah. no authority over uh, people's bro- blood chemistry is given to the federal government by the Constitution. But they actually amended the Constitution to have prohibition, so right. it was stupid, but at least it was constitutional. Of That's course, it would require three-fourths of the states uh, or Congress, or two-thirds, I guess, in, in Congress, to make this move forward, and the odds that something like that will ever happen uh, seem fairly low. That's why they made it hard to amend the Constitution, so stupid people couldn't do stupid things easily. I mean, that's exactly what it is. I don't know if all of these people are stupid, but they're panicking and they're desperate for a solution, just like they were desperate for a solution when Russia invaded Ukraine. And just Mm -hmm. like then, they didn't care whether or not their idea was going to work, whether it was a good idea, or whether it was going to make everything worse, their idea was sanctions. We need sanctions. And that's what they ran with. They, they threw gasoline on the burning building because it was the only idea they could even come up with. And, and that's the course, same thing we have here with the gun control. It's, it's just the only idea they can even come up with for solving this problem. They don't care whether or not it works. It makes them feel good to think that they can be doing something about this problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's going to fix the problem or no, not. It's it just. Won't. The one idea they crazy. have. Crazy people are going to take action that you cannot predict. That you, I mean, you can. And predict, if you can't predict them, then you're crazy too. Well, you can predict there are likely going to be more school shootings. You just don't yeah. know exactly when and where. Um, but you can, you you don't know what the crazy people are going to do. They are crazy. They will find a way to take people's lives. Whether it be, uh, remember there there were I think of some European countries where there were mass stabbings. You know, they, Someone used a bow China, recently. They have mass stabbings, yep. uh, school stabbings, also. You could argue that well, you're more likely to have more people survive a mass stabbing, uh, but you've that, also had mass vehicular slaughters. That happened too. Yep, and the media is ignoring those when that happens. By the way, when they run a bunch we of people down, we need car control. Yeah. No, no one said that. Oh, there already are licenses for cars, of course. So there's there's already licenses for guns controlled. too. Yeah. Uh, But apparently this Justice Stevens, John Paul Stevens, was the one calling for the end to the Second Amendment. And I got to say, if that actually happened, it would be interesting to see if then conservatives would start supporting independence. Man, of course they wouldn't. They're they're, they're those same people are sitting there like, I wish the government would come for my guns. I'll use my guns to defend myself. And they're like one gun infringement away from not even having guns. And they they, they they don't even realize it. it. Yeah. I I did an informal poll in the New Hampshire 
uh, conservative group, and like 90% of them said that if they got rid of the Second Amendment, they would support secession. The number here is 603-283-6160. And that is an important question to ask people if they don't support secession. It's like, well, what would it take for you to support it? What action or inaction of the federal government would push you over the edge? Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And here tonight, we've got Ian. Nobody. And Arya. We are, by the way, streaming video on various different sites, but our primary site is over at uh, video.freetalklive.com. That takes you right to our Odyssey channel, where you can watch... And interact with other folks in the Odyssey Channel's chat room. We are also monitoring the chat rooms of the YouTube and the Twitch and the DLive streams. Uh, those come in through a handy little aggregator we have from the folks over at Restream that help us get the streams into multiple locations. And it's very rare that this happens, but somebody actually sent a tip into the show tonight. Uh, so PinKing554 apparently went to tip.lrn.fm and sent in a tip of five bucks. So thanks, PinKing. Uh, he or she says this, quote, because whenever you send in one of these things, you can leave a message, basically. Okay. Uh, so this person says, quote, when the anti-gun learn they're losing at the state level consistently, most of these anti-gun never bought a gun or even probably handled or shot one. Like Joe Biden saying... Quote, a 9mm bullet blows the lung out of the body, unquote. It can't do anything close. Apparently he's referencing something that Joe Biden said and there's some controversy. Yeah, Joe Biden, basically, he did he did make that comment where he said that a, a 22 round will, a 22. will puncture a lung, uh-huh. but the that a 9mm would blow the lung right out of, right out of your body. What kind of 9mm does the government have and can we have some of them? Uh, yeah. Well, Is it explosive the, tipped? <laughs> I mean, the the reality is, A, that's not true. B, I'm pretty sure he was trying to talk about why we shouldn't have AR-15s, which fire a two two three round, which is a much lower caliber than a nine nine millimeter. It's mm. only of it's well, it's three one hundredths of an inch larger than a twenty two round. Okay, because um, you know that's that's what caliber R uh, 0.223 is um 223 1000th of an inch. Oh, I didn't know they were measuring diameter. inches. Okay. Um this would be the 5.56 millimeter, right? That's uh, no, 5.56 I'm I'm am actually not sure. I thought uh, that was the AR15. Uh, may, maybe it is. When people say millimeter, I usually think what the AK fires. But the seven point six two. Okay, that's seven point uh, uh, seven point six two. So then, yeah, the five five six would be a uh, would be a uh, an AR fifteen. So yeah, actually, a much okay. lower power than a nine millimeter round, which is almost exclusively fired out of a handgun. Mm. Um, and of course, Joe Biden knows none of these things, nope. but still thinks that he's the guy to control 
who should have firearms and and who should not. And, of course, his belief is that the people who should have all the firearms are the biggest mass murderers in the world. The United States has killed more children in, in, In uh, in the Middle East all over the world than every school shooter in history could have hoped to have ever killed. Yeah, for sure. Um, Think about how many children died at Nagasaki or Hiroshima, oh, right? Yeah. When they, they went well beyond a 9mm or an AR-15, and they dropped nuclear weapons on civilian centers, sure civilian did. population centers, killing an untold number of children. Only time in history Yep, that yep. that's happened. And yep. those are the people who want to say... That nine millimeter you have is too dangerous. Mm-hmm. How many nukes do they have? And that they've proven they're willing to use. I've never shot anyone, but they can have nukes and I can't have a gun? Yeah. That's what they're saying. Disarm the government first. Indeed. Uh, if you want to weigh in here, number 603-283-6160. You're right. Disarming the government is the only way I could ever accept a world in which everyone was disarmed. But they, no. they have to lay down their arms first. Well, the thing is, once they're disarmed, how are they going to disarm the rest of us? Well, they wouldn't need to, right? I'm mean, talking theoretically here, this world where everyone's like, all right, we're going to live in peace and harmony now. We, we don't need guns anymore. I realize this utopian is never going to happen. But if the government yeah. was oh, to do people it... people might say that, but if they do, it's going to be a scam and they're going to kill you as soon as you lay down we're assuming that's not true though if the government you know just destroyed all of their weapons i would be okay with abolishing the second amendment at that point i wouldn't because the government would still exist uh, the government but they would wouldn't still have any exist. guns and also without guns we would be back in the world that we had in the middle ages when basically everybody was killing each other with swords mm-hmm. now the yeah. difference with a so- with a sword is that the guy with the stronger arm has an advantage that you cannot overcome. So uh, footwork that means was made, that the but physically no, 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 no. Footwork was significantly more. Footwork uh, was significantly more important than how physically strong you were. Well, strength was certainly impossible. But the thing is, it comes down to who's the best athlete, mm-hmm. not who's the best thinker. Which, if if you're uh, if if you're involved in guns. Uh, in in a in a gunfight strategy is everything. Obviously, what you're talking about, Arya, is a complete what if scenario that could never yeah, even, I, I could recognize never even exist. But even if it even if the government ever did make such a b- bizarre claim that they would have gotten rid of all their guns, you still wouldn't be able to believe them. The right, I'm I'm operating under the belief that you know one, this insane thing could actually happen, and two, the government wouldn't lie about it. Right, that's impossible. I know. Okay, but that, I'm just signing out. That's the only circumstance where I would be okay with ever, with the civilian population being disarmed. Not going to happen. No. Uh, so let's that's why change. I'm a member of the Bear Nukes Caucus. I think if the government is going to be allowed <laughs> to have nukes, then the average person should be allowed to have a nuke. The government can't be allowed to have weapons that are more powerful than anything the civilians can use to hold that government in check. I think that's a good principle. Uh, Let's change things up a little bit here. Summertime's coming. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reporting in a a detailed piece. We're not going to read the whole thing, but just to give you some of it, because it's interesting. Uh, Summer's coming, and that means people are going to go on vacation, presuming they can afford to go now that gas is going the way it's going to the point where some of these gas stations are going to have to add an extra digit soon, especially out on the West Coast. I saw some of them have been reprogrammed to support $10 per gallon. 
that's usually the indicator, as I understand it, on the actual pump that shows you the, right. the price per gallon. But some of them not are the actual signage. Like I'm talking about the signage oh, out yeah. front, right? Like nobody's got an extra digit to the left <laughs> of the the current one. There's probably space though, isn't there? I don't know. They're I haven't looked have that re- closely. They're going to have okay. to spend a lot of money on upgrading those signs. Oh, they the can just comes. drop the pennies or that that nine tenth of they a could cent. Move the decimal thing. point. Yeah, that's something. Because that's could always do. been stupid. You know, gas isn't seven dollars and sixty nine cents per gallon. It's seven dollars sixty eight and nine tenths of a cent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never understood why they do that. Just to get the extra point nine cents. Yeah, but why not take the extra tenth of a cent and price it a penny higher? For the same reason that uh, it's 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 psychological. For the same reason that Walmart prices everything at ninety six cents, right? Because it makes their prices look lower than everybody that prices theirs at 99 cents and the reason why everybody always priced it at 99 cents was because they wanted to keep it below whatever the next dollar was so it feels psychologically like you're getting a cheaper price and so walmart said oh yeah well we'll beat that by three cents i just lost all faith in humanity that that works it does uh there's more coming up here you can join us 603-283-6160 this is free talk live Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Here in the studio, it's Ian. Nobody. And Aria. You're invited to join us online anytime you want. Just go to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. I want to say thanks to Clamoring, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of our AMPS Patreon. You can join it as well as she has done. She's doing... Five bucks a month over on our silver level. And that's all that we ask for. You can do more if you want. But uh, thank you, Clamoring. She's over there at amps.freetalklive.com. That's where you can sign up. You can use your debit card, your credit card, or your PayPal account to get behind what we do here. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And you get some cool benefits as well uh, over at amps.freetalklive.com. We actually have Olivia on the line. She called back in, uh, had some technical difficulties earlier. Go ahead. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. You're on the air. Hey, so um, I called about moving to New Hampshire, but real quick, uh, when you were talking about that boy who's been arrested for his joke, it reminded me of that guy who posted a meme about uh, it was a cop funeral, and he labeled it taking out the trash, and mm. then he got slapped with a bunch of charges. Do you remember that? I don't wow. know what happened to him. I, but I don't remember anyone getting charged with that, but I do remember them. I believe it, though. I do remember the meme you're talking about because I posted it to the Free Talk Live Facebook group and it caused this thing um, like two and a half years ago with Mark. Oh, I remember when Mark flipped out about that. It was that. Oh, <laughs> but you didn't get arrested. I did not get arrested. Where did at this that happen, time. Olivia? Where did this person get arrested for that? I want to say Nevada, but I have mm. to look that back up. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out. But yeah, I, I remember he was, and it was a big thing because that's freedom of speech. He didn't threaten anyone. So that was kind of scary. And then um, I also posted some topics that I hope Ron Paul talks about tomorrow, but I don't know if you guys can use any of them. But they're there on social.freetalklive.com. And um, awesome. my, my real topic was, um, yeah, what do you do if you would like to move to New Hampshire, but you're broke as a joke? I know Aria kind of went through that because she had a, 
a GoFundMe type thing, but I'm not sure how that really went. But well, yeah, that, that was that was years ago, and that was that was before I had gotten into cryptocurrency at all. So you that, did a GoFundMe to move to New Hampshire? No, I, I did a GoFundMe to move out of Mississippi. This was before I had oh. ever even moving to New Hampshire was even on the radar at oh, that wow. point, and it was a it was a tremendously unsuccessful thing. And eventually, I came up with other solutions, but. No, the the goal what there wasn't to move to New Hampshire or anything. Like, it was just to get the hell out of Mississippi. I, I think at the time my plan was Vegas. Hmm. You did end oh, up cool. in Vegas at some point. Yeah, but that before that. Ah, uh, okay. So nobody, any so, advice here for uh, for Olivia? You look like you might have some suggestions. Um, oh, can I ask? Can I ask one more thing here, uh-huh. real quick? You had talked about the dating situation, but you didn't mention like what what life like what the dating prospects are for lesbians. So I was kind of wondering about that too, because you mentioned gay men and like, yeah, good question. (laughs) So I will say this. uh, I see lesbians a lot in New Hampshire. It seems to be like a place where especially older lesbians tend to go and retire. Um, I, I did encounter a younger lesbian couple on the streets when I was doing some petitioning for Jeremy Kaufman the other day. But, uh, you know, I don't know how many of them are libertarians, but that, you know, may or may not stop you from from finding them. I don't know how many there I don't know how many of them are on the dating scene. I tend to see them like married and older around here. What do you guys think? Well, I hang um, out with a lot of non-libertarians mm-hmm. and almost everyone I know outside of libertarian circles is some level of bisexual. So, so they may not necessarily just be a lesbian, but that doesn't mean they wouldn't be interested in, you know connecting with you or having a relationship with you. Yeah, I mean, of course, the issue is the same issue you'll run into everywhere with. I used to date a a bisexual woman who, uh, um, and her issue in finding women to date was things like she supported gun rights, she supported freedom, and that's, that's rare in the LGBT community, but uh, not as rare as it is in the Republican community. Because you know, I'm pretty sure that if people have a, any kind of a taste for freedom and they want to be something other than a Democrat, they're they're not going to want to join a party that hates them. So, so I guess it would depend on how much your politics affect who you're willing to date or not. Like, I've dated plenty of people. Some of them were like hardcore authoritarian status, and like. Okay, we just don't talk about, you know, uh, politics or whatever. I'm fine with that. Or, you know, I've dated Christians. Like, okay, we just don't talk about your religious beliefs or my religious beliefs. I don't don't consider You're not looking for a long-term thing, though, right? Like, when you say dating somebody, (laughs) you're not going to stay with the authoritarian if they don't change their views, right? Like, you're not going to Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it. You wouldn't be opposed to staying long-term with an authoritarian? No. Wow. Okay. Uh, Olivia, I mean, I'm not going to have kids with them anyway, so <laughs> it's not like I'd be worried about them, you know, I corrupting future generations. Living. I just wouldn't talk with them about that. Like, okay, you're bringing up that thing I don't want to talk about, so uh, I'm going to go over yeah, here. I couldn't do it. I couldn't live like that. Yeah, I, I could oh. not date a statist. I could see dating one because there's a chance that you could change their mind. Uh, people do change over time, but yeah. 
an unrepentant one that just wants to put you and your friends in a prison cell because of what you believe in or you know things you might okay, look, possess? If the, if the person I was saying was like, no, you and your friends should be in prison for the things that's you what believe. they all believe. They don't go that far though. They, they operate in the world of cognitive dissonance. Where yes, that's what they believe, but they don't realize <laughs> they believe that. One who is so immoral that they're like, yes, I think that you should have a gun put against your head and you should be forced to you know pay if you for ask things. The right questions you can usually get them to admit it yes and that kind of person who's no no i'm good on that okay. i don't want anything to do it. they're just like yeah i'm just your ordinary run-of-the-mill democrat or republican or whatever i'm like okay so you you don't understand for i, I forgive you because you know not what you're doing i want to come back around to olivia's original question because it's a question i think a lot of people have uh, and that is how do you migrate somewhere when you don't have a whole lot of money and obviously that makes things more difficult but it's not impossible. Almost everywhere in New Hampshire is hiring. Yeah, it's easy to get a job. I mean, you throw a rock and hit a dozen businesses that are hiring, and it seems like they're hiring even more now than they were in the You'd past. You'd have to throw that rock pretty hard to ricochet. It'll bounce around and hit a dozen times. businesses. Yeah, I've, I've seen it happen. Uh, wow. Kidding. You just got to throw it at the right angle. <laughs> like skipping a rock, right? You just skip it off the building instead. But let's talk okay. about you know the reality here. Obviously, if you have some savings, it'll make you feel a little more comfortable than if you don't. But there have been people who have come up here by the skin of their teeth. They've you know driven up here and uh, you know packed whatever they had in their car. And some of them lived out of their car for some period of time because it's a cheaper way to live. If you don't come during the winter, if you come up when it starts to warm up and you spend the summer living in a car, then you might be able to save enough money to get something together. Mind you, I do not recommend this particular method, but for some people, it has worked. Uh, but it's a that's not an easy lifestyle, obviously. I mean, it's no different being broke here than being broke where you are. Uh, modular is that. the cost of actually getting here. So if you can physically transport your body here, you're no worse off than you were. It's probably tougher during the winter, I would bet, though. Having not experienced um, living in a uh, RV or in a in a car yeah, during the winter, it probably time. is um, is tougher in the winter. But you know, hopefully, in in a few months, you can get your poop in a group. Yeah, does that answer your question? That that helps. I, I wonder how much rent is. So I guess that's the it. Depends thing is, is the rent. answer. Rent can be pricey. It depends. If you want to live in a downtown city, then yeah, you're going to pay in Keene. I think last I heard, it was. 700 to, I don't know, it's been a while since I've looked at the numbers, but a few years ago it was 700, probably more now. Yeah, I have a friend who uh, lives for, on Main Street, like a one-bedroom apartment on Main Street, I think he's paying 1400 a month. No way, they're that much now? Yeah, wow. it's expensive. I'm paying 750 a month for a room. Okay, there you go. So, uh, and does that include Which utilities? Is, yeah. Yes. Okay. So on the lower end, you're going to pay seven something, maybe a thousand uh, for a one room in downtown Keene. But if you want to live out in the woods, you know, in a, in a surrounding town, you will pay much less. Of course, then you have to drive to get to a job or something like that. So yeah, but Winchester is only like consider. six miles from here, and it's significantly cheaper than Keene. So and that's a fair point. Girl would always find somebody to take her. With. Sure, <laughs> uh, she may not be a straight girl. Thanks, Olivia, for the call tonight. Appreciate it. There's more coming up here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Yeah. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can join us and bring up whatever you want. 603-283-6160 gets you in here in the remaining moments. Ian, nobody, and Aria in the studio. Join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. Archives are there. You can download episodes of the show, and they go way back. Uh, for many years, all for free over at freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Uh, We just had a call from Olivia asking about advice on moving to New Hampshire. If you're a liberty-minded person, if you're not, you should be moving out of New Hampshire if you hate freedom. Uh, You definitely don't want to stay here because there are thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people like us who are coming in here every year set new records in the last year or so, as a matter of fact. But if you are a statist, there's always the Free Lunch Project, which uh, encourage they're looking for as many statists as, they, as possible to move out of New Hampshire, move somewhere else, and live at somebody else's expense. Do they yeah. really call it the Free Lunch Project? There, there is a thing called the free, free Lunch Project. Okay. It's a satire. Created by another free state. That's unfortunate. I, I would appreciate that level of self-awareness from you know, yeah. a socialist. <laughs> yeah. uh, some of them have even offered cash uh, money or, or at least to buy tickets to status. Some of the free staters have offered money to status to get them to leave. So if, like, <laughs> if you can like sign a contract saying you'll never return or whatever, we'll buy your plane ticket to Canada or to uh, Florida or... California or wherever. So uh, I mean, you're coming out cheap. If that's all it takes to get one of these status to leave as a plane yeah, ticket. Yeah, if they'll never come back, I mean, it might be worth it. So we go back to your calls and thoughts. We have Rob in Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, you know it used to be, uh, you know, before 1968. You know, I'm mean, even in downtown Keene. You could go down to Sears, and and they, uh, you go in there, and they had rows of shotguns and. 3030s and different types of caliber guns and pistols and even back then you could order uh you know a gun from like Montgomery Ward and and you know there was no criminal background check or any mm. of that kind of stuff and even so uh when I was in elementary school and junior high I mean it wasn't out of the ordinary to see the high school kids you know go to school with their pickups and they had guns in their backs of the racks of the pickups and stuff wow. like that. They, Good old days. They never went off or anything. Mm-hmm. But after the gun laws of 68, you know, these, you know, a lot of things changed. And one of the things that changed was, I mean, when you could bring your gun to school, you know, after school, you know, you could go with the teacher and they would have a class. They would teach you about your firearm, mm. you know, how to make the repairs you know, how to, to keep it lubed, you know, how to operate it, the gun safety and stuff. But ever since 68, that, you know, just went away. And now it's, you know, people are afraid of guns, and yeah. they're going to call a gun that was used in one of these school shootings, you know, an assault rifle. You yeah, know? and they've just Which been... Which is a, a technically meaningless term. Over the years, they've just been wussifying the uh, the youth of uh, of America to the point where they're now trained to be afraid of uh, of guns and self defense. I don't know how true that is, though. I mean, maybe in some places like California, and New York, and all of that, but the, those are specific to those states. But here in New Hampshire, I, I imagine most most of the people who most of the people, at least that I know, who were born and raised in New Hampshire, 
they they don't have any issue with guns. A lot of them, they may not personally own a gun, but that's just because they don't particularly feel the need to. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There is still a live free or die mentality in New Hampshire. And well, that, also in Mississippi, too. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that I was being raised in the South, and there were guns said, everywhere. There are still some stories in the news about the, the kids that at least that go to the government schools are definitely wussier than they uh, than they were in the past. I mean, I'll give you the example of the mask mandates. There was no pushback against that. None whatsoever. No. So, but, uh, well, I wouldn't I mean, have worn a mask, and I can say that with certainty, because I was the only person who was suspended when they implemented school uniforms, and I refused to comply with that. So, hmm. You it, never wore well, a mask? I would not have worn one at school. Oh, at school. Yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Anything okay, else, so Rob? I yeah, I just want to say that, you know, these schools, they need to bring back and teach the kids, you know, about the Second Amendment rights and teach the kids about firearms and stuff like that and the dangers of them and what they can do. Well, I mean, that would be nice, but I'd be better. I'd be much more happy if we would just abolish the government schools altogether and then then parents can send their kids to whatever school they want to. Thank you, Rob, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Of course, a good a good private school, you know, they could do that. Uh, definitely could do that and should do that because you know the thing about these school shooters is they're cowards, you sure. know. So they they don't want to do uh, a shooting where it's a fair fight. They yeah, you've never heard of a gun a show bunch, shooter. Yeah. They want to have a bunch of helpless targets, right. so they go to gun-free zones, and that's where they where they do their shooting. If you take away the gun-free zones, if you make it so there are sh- you know shooting teams in uh, in high schools um, and people have rifles in the school and they can respond, then you're not going to have this kind of shooting. be a totally different story. Let's go to Jack in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Well, kind of lost where I was going to go, but it's not only New Hampshire or Idaho. It's also eastern Washington, eastern Oregon, northern mm-hmm. California, where you still have families that are you know, doing this with their children. Sure, the more rural areas. Yeah, so it's, it's again, it seems to always be these, you know, these hot spots of population that seem to be directing us in this government, in this system. Yes, that's but why I, we can't live with those people anymore. We have I to agree. have separation. We have to have secession, uh, independence, and forget about the United States. Mm. But I actually was calling about. I wanted to agree with Aria. Um, she talked about how. You can still have a relationship with somebody that politically disagrees with you. And both of you, no, uh, uh, nobody and Ian, were like, no, no, no. But if you love them, if they're funny, you know, if you have a good time with them, and you both are on, because I dated somebody that was, you know, they don't use their microwaves. Everything's organic. And I'm more of a libertarian and lean more to the right. And I still had a really good relationship with them, you know. So it's. I think you can overcome politics, or I mean, most people are are apolitical in my experience. Anyway, most people most people don't pay attention. They 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 have an idea of who the president is, and that's probably it. Most mm-hmm. of them, I imagine, most of the people who I hang out with that that aren't libertarians, they they probably don't know the name of the vice president. 
So these, well, these I thought are people, we were talking about authoritarian statists. I thought we were talking about dating authoritarians. Well, if, if they were given the choice, well, hey, do you think we should have a government or not? They would all be like, yo, well, we need well, a that's government. That's just because sure. they thought about it. You're talking about the average thoughtless individual who's you know focusing on their own life and not concerned with politics. And I agree with you. That is most people. And those people are um, malleable, right? Like they will go along to get along. If you put that person in a group of libertarians for enough time, they will absorb those those messages simply because they want to fit into the group, which is why the Free State Project is such a good plan. That's that's why concentration is what matters, because if we can create enough of a message that is consistently transmitted amongst society, it will be absorbed by society, by the people who just go along to get along. They put a mask on when they're told to put a mask on, even though they don't like it. Those kind of people will eventually say, oh yeah, once there's enough of us here and once we're successful enough, those are the kind of people who will say, you know, I always agreed with you guys. And they'll want you to to believe it, even if it isn't even true. It may be even true in their mind at that time, because somewhere inside, maybe they did think about freedom here and there. And then, oh, my God, somebody else is talking about it. Well, yeah, I like those guys now. To your point, I put a mask on and I didn't like it. Why? Because it was authoritarian and it felt uncomfortable. And no, why did you put one on? Because I had to. Why? You know, uh, they put signs on the door. I didn't wear my mask a few times. There were signs in the door of every business I went into, and I ignored it except the one bank that forced me to do it in order to send wire transfers. A fear of confrontation, I guess. That's yeah. the answer. Yeah. Right. Most people, people just want to fit in. They just want to well, go yeah. along to get uh, along. Congratulations on your uh, award, by the way. Oh, thanks. Huge praise. And... Um, and thank you for being confrontational. That's Thanks, I Jack. I appreciate it. And that's what you got to do is you've got to show the way. You've got to lead. Uh, unfortunately, people are not leaders. They're, by and large, followers. Yeah, but saying no is addictive, man. And once that average person sees someone else it saying is. no, they're going to be curious. I hope so. Just I think say so. no. Yeah, I can, I can deal with an average person. Those people can change. An authoritarian statist, the odds you're going to turn that person around? Somebody that's like a dyed-in-the-wool communist? I don't think so. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com.